right welcoming to the show we have dark winds actress amelia rico very hello very proud graduate of the university of houston and awarded as best ensemble cast for the movie rich kids by three different festivals she's a rising actress thanks to the tony hillerman adaptation dark winds and uh, more recently even just guest starring on various shows including yellowstone as well as the amazon prime blumhouse uh, horror movie anthology madres yeah Welcome. alongside tenoch huerta who you can now see on wakanda forever by the way <laughs> uh, there you go it's a small so world right? for him. yes <laughs> She's also worked in numerous industrial videos for team-based care and Facebook and has been recently been getting into uh, her own a short film production company with the help of her husband. And welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I've actually, I call myself a filmmaker by necessity because we, we started our production company about 20 years ago um, because I was an actor with no real you know and as yeah as uh, anybody who's a starting actor knows there's a catch-22 you know you can't really get uh your foot in the door without a reel uh you can't get a reel without footage you can't get footage without getting your foot in the door and getting a job <laughs> so i uh, started creating we started creating our own projects and uh started out you know for for my own benefit in order to get myself a reel and then uh slowly but surely we started um, creating award-winning short films and uh, music video and all kinds of projects. I just won um, for a film festival called uh, Theater Live Online oh, uh, wow. Film Festival. Is that done over my, Zoom? Uh, no, it's, uh, it, well, they were going to do it live, but a lot of them got COVID, unfortunately. I mean, they were going to do it, you know, in person, but uh, some right. got COVID, so they're just doing it online for now, but uh, they, they've invited my project, The Book of Magdalene, which um, was a production I did with Main Street Theater. Um, they're they're going to, hopefully, we'll see cross fingers of everything. If everything goes right, they'll be a uh, They'll be showing it on Roku for free, so you, you'll be able to see that. There you go, that or Tubi, baby. It's, it's here. <laughs> so, uh, where does the uh, before we backtrack a bit? Uh, where did your production name, uh, Ricarnell Productions? Where, where where does that originate from? Yeah, Ricarnell. Yeah, it's a Ricarnell. it's a mixture of me and my husband's uh, last names. My maiden name Rico and his uh, his name Ornelas. Uh, so we kind of put those two together, Ricarnell productions but it, it kind of backfires on us a bit because then people assume he's he's rick or now <laughs> and they start calling him rick so we have people that still to this day have known us for quite a while and still uh, will call him rick just because it's like in their head damn i'm us like Americans. we've told you several times his name's not rick oh, <laughs> his name's man. art by the way <laughs> anybody's wondering it's rough it's rough <laughs> um man so uh and it's pretty cool to see how you got a lot of progressive themes and how you're proud of your heritage, which is, you know, very mixed, uh, Latinx and indigenous. Yes. And you're you're mainly just have a lot of feminine themed uh, short films. Is there any way we can see some of these short films online? Oh, yeah. Um, you can visit ricornell.com. That's R-I-C-O-R-N-E-L.com. Okay, nice. um, and that's our website, which will lead you to uh, an array of, of our work, uh, including our YouTube 
channel, which um, I believe is like youtube.com slash Recurnal Productions, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it might be Recurnal Pro, who knows? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, I'll have to look that up, but um, you can get it directly from our website, so that's the easiest way to get get to a lot of our filmography, um, which you can see a lot of our short films. As I mentioned, um, with, the, with the Catch-22 on actors, mm -hmm. uh, we created an indie film workshop for actors that have that same problem to be able to produce their own works. So we get cool. a group of actors that come in and produce a an ensemble piece. So a lot of our films from the Indie Film Workshop are also in our YouTube channel, which you can see on YouTube and, and on our website. That is very cool. Uh, is that also part of the uh, award-winning independent short uh, that you got something like Sunshine? Oh, yeah. Something like Sunshine was a web series, which you can actually see on Facebook, facebook.com slash something like sun. Um, and that one, you can watch the full series. Uh, it was actually a, a web series that was written by LJ Waller. And she she was uh, just someone that wanted that had a story in her heart that she wanted telling. And she came to our production company and and asked if we could help her. Uh, get that you know story told so um, I, I came on as director and as producer and uh, our production company helped her uh, realize that that film so or that web series so it was, it was a really cool production we got a lot of Sweet. awards for that one and I'm really proud of of the work we did there very nice so let's backtrack a little more strongly uh, so again you know you're a San Antonio gal and now you're based in Houston um, and were you already kind of doing plays for fun before slowly, you know, telling, you know, your loved ones, hey, I do want to actually make this my life? Yeah, I never had a backup plan <laughs> when uh, I tell the story quite a lot. So I'm sure some people have already heard it. But um, when I was five, my mom walked in on me crying, just crying in tears in front of the mirror and she asked what I was doing and I just looked at her very seriously and said I'm practicing crying like it was just the most natural thing in the world to be doing um so I just knew just from the beginning that I wanted to be an actor and there was just nothing that was going to stop me so um I came to U of H I studied acting directing there um in theater acting directing and then wow. I realized you know I was never really going to get um anywhere I was never going to get a hand up like no one was going to help me get anything so um I, I decided to kind of put things uh you know and on myself and and me and my husband bought some cameras you know at the time they were a little cheap um digital cameras the digital mm -hmm. was just starting to come out so uh, actually no there were tape deck cameras <laughs> Oh, man. I'm dating myself now, but yeah, they were they were they had the little mini, mini tape decks, um, and we started making films, and and then you know eventually everything became digital and and a lot easier to to um, produce. But um, but yeah, that's how I got my start as a as a filmmaker, and then um, also show, showcasing my work as an actor. Um, so yeah, luckily we've been so, able to. Yeah, your husband progress. is always there for you. You yeah. just what did you do? You know, because we need some inspiration, especially for those who are struggling or <laughs> yeah. working a nine to five job, but really want to do something else before, you know, they get up there in age. Um, yeah. What did you do to just kind of maintain just some positive thinking and just pat on the back and just say it's not in, not the end of the world. You'll get there eventually. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing is surrounding yourself with positive thinking people. <laughs> so okay. that you don't have, you know, people it's not always telling easy. you, you yeah, get that's, the cynics, that's, you get the ones yeah, you who want to help you. But yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> I had I had a lot of doors slammed in my face. Trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, literally and figuratively. Oh, dear. Um, so, so, and then I had, uh, one of the big issues I had was just my, my look, you know, at the time in the early 2000s, there wasn't really a lot of roles for someone that looked like me. Um, and how far we've and, come guys. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, the success I've, I've gotten in acting has been in the past two years. So during the pandemic, yes, during to hit COVID. on that, uh, John Lovazamo uh, <laughs> was recently on yes. Conan earlier this year, and he had a, his darkly humorous story about how he was just around like 92. He was like applying for like two different plays and then like five different film roles. And then he comes out of one casting audition and meets a then you know semi-known benjamin brad and benicio del toro and they're like what do you apply for and they're like they're both like we applied for the same you know comedic mm-hmm. friend husband and shitty gangbanger role that you did yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so it is very hard to just get, be able to stand out and it's just it's even more difficult because you're not sure if the movie's stereotypical or it just so coincidentally yeah. happens to be a negative role, but it actually has depth to it. But you just don't know because, you know, there's no filmmaker attached to it. It's just a script. and <laughs> You don't know until mm-hmm. it's enhanced and worked out. But it's still annoying because it still reads as kind of something that's not very progressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was really hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I all more power to them. You know, people like John Leguizamo and, and uh, Benjamin Bratt and all those um, Latino actors, Latina Latino and Latina actors, Latinx actors back in the day that were able to get things done. I, you know, I took Latino is a good example. Because, yeah, some of them yeah. is like all they could get was uh, I think Mary Chanchito Alonso and uh, Sonia Braga. I think they said is like all they would get was just sexy girlfriend roles. No. It's like I don't yeah, want to keep maid. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maid, sexy, you know, hot. The maid, yeah, this is stripper roles or something. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, uh, so, and I was never the hot type, like even young, you know, I was just not, I just didn't read as like the hot girlfriend type. So there really wasn't a whole lot of, of roles for me. And as progressive as theater tries to be, um, even here in Houston, um, where there's, you know, a, a very diverse uh, group of people living here mm-hmm. um even here you know it's very difficult to it, it was the very difficult to get roles uh i would get i would go and audition for you know several times i mean this happened oh. uh quite a few times i would go and audition for a role and the director would single me out or like in the middle of like all the other actors they would like run up to me and be like oh my god you did such an amazing job I just want to tell you how great you were you were just you just blew me away and every every time I would be like oh my god I'm gonna get this role you know the director like singled me out and told me how great I was and every single time I would not get the role and eventually I realized oh okay they're telling me that because they know they're not gonna cast me they're complimenting you what I but they're yeah physically I'm not what they what they want but they but they want to tell me how great I was I mean usually you tell someone how great they were by casting them you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but since they're not gonna cast me they need to you know literally tell me so then you know eventually I realized you know no one's going to hand me this no one's going to give me that big role I'm gonna have to just do it on my own so (laughs) exactly I did yeah 
Oh, man. Uh, so you've just pointed out some big pointers on just continually just experimenting, going to different auditions, just uh, blanking out a lot of the negativity. Uh, yeah. Were you already pretty proud of your heritage? I know there was pretty easy back throughout the 80s and 90s. There was a lot of fear mongering still. There still is, unfortunately, today, but it's just. Yeah, you know, it's abundant. difficult because um, you grow up seeing, you know, very whitewashed TV. Mm-hmm. And so I always, you know, one of the things, one of the self negative talks that I would say to myself was, oh, if only I was. Uh, you know, whiter, if only I had, you know, Uh, lighter, lighter hair, lighter skin, lighter eyes, if only I was thinner, if only I was, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, And those are, you know, everyone has an if only, even, you know, even people you would think, like, I wish I looked like that person, they're going to have their own, if only I had this, if only I had that. So um, you just have to, you know, take those, all those negative talks that you say to yourself, all those things you say, um, you know, write them down, <laughs> ball them up into a little ball and throw them in the trash, you know, burn them, whatever you want to do. Um, and Don't just, let it eat you up. <laughs> yeah, start focusing on the things that you do have that someone else doesn't have, you know, what makes you, you, what makes you unique, what makes you stand out in the crowd. Um, and I think really when I, uh, you know, as a, as a, Latinx uh, person, someone that comes with their background coming from Mexico, or their ancestry coming in from Mexico, you're taught, you know, you're Mexican, you're Mexican, you're Mexican, you're Mexican. Um, <laughs> and then you start realizing, or I start realizing, I'm not Mexican. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that. Like Mexican, I guess you can think of as like a, that's a whole new thing. But when people think of Mexican, they think of Spanish speaking, they think of, you know, just very Spaniard colonial. idea of Mexico Um, and yeah and and I'm not that Mexican I'm not that type of Mexican and I really started to focus more on my indigenous qualities um, because uh, you know my my indigeneity comes from central Mexico south Texas Um, so so a lot of my ancestry you know derives from that native um, the Native Americans that settled there and so as soon as I started really focusing on that, on like my individualism and what makes me me and, and what makes me different from, you know, your, your average this or that um, is when I started to really kind of hone my brand and hone my um, just my idea of what problem do I solve in mm-hmm. the casting room. Um, and once I knew what problem I solved in the casting room, I was going into the right casting rooms. Because a lot yeah. of the times when you're getting a lot of no's and you're a really great actor, like those ones that I was getting where they're like, oh my God, you're amazing, but I'm not going to cast you. Um, it's because I was going into the wrong casting rooms. You know, these these are the casting rooms that, you know, they were looking for something specific that I just was not going to fill no matter how great of an actress I was. Um, so you just have to realize, okay, these are the casting rooms I want. So a lot of the times with actors, especially with female actors, we're, we're, um, we're uh, told that the only way you're going to be actor is if you're, you know, 
beautiful and tall and thin and all these things but I mean you look at tv and you see all shapes and sizes of people and all types of people um so you really gotta say okay I'm not the ingenue actor just because I'm not the ingenue actor doesn't mean that I can't be on tv I can't be on film um I just feel a different role I have to make sure that I'm going to those casting rooms instead of the casting room for the ingenue because then I'm just going to keep yeah. it in nose and 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 you know doors slammed in my face and that's, that's not helping a good me point. That's so many good points there. Uh, this is just like any other job interview and half the interview tips become outdated. Uh, there were many times where I was told, oh, ask questions. And half the time I was literally being told by the interviewer, okay, bye now. Stop asking me questions. <laughs> and But no, that's cool that you brought that up. It's like, because it gets even more cryptic. It's like, uh, I've seen so many other actors and comedians say, basically say so many different things differently. Uh, has that worked for you? Yeah, like uh, don't like ever say it the same readings. way. Yeah, <laughs> like when you're you're doing sides and things. Yeah, you just gotta find your own voice and how does that connect to the character and really kind of think about the the character itself that you're that you're trying to portray and like connect it with either something personally or something that you know of or you know and and just give truth to it like if you're giving your own truth to it then then it'll it'll feel right like if you're just trying to I think this is how it would be said without any kind of really reasoning behind Mm it um then that's that's not connecting with the character you really got to say it out of your own you know give give it some heft to give it some some whatever juice some feeling yeah (laughs) and that and that'll definitely get you at least to book the as my uh as my casting guru says uh you book the room you know if you can book the room then that's you know that's better that's You'll the wipe best the thing floor you with do. these guys <laughs> yeah i mean you you book the room you may not book the part but you'll someone in that room is gonna think of you you know the even, next time they're casting something yeah uh isn't that wild though too it's like it took the wrong audition to get the right job <laughs> yeah yeah you, you you'll be surprised how many times you know you you'll meet someone or you know audition for someone one year and then like you know five years later you'll get a call and and it's someone that was in that room that remembered you when you, I needed you, you know <laughs> that yeah that no well that remembered you five years ago and be like you know this other part came across my desk and I thought of you because you know you did such an amazing job that time That's even good. though we didn't cast you for that I think you're great for this one you know <laughs> you never know a lot of patience um <laughs> have there been any shows where you've had to audition multiple times and uh, oh yeah yeah I auditioned um for Dark Winds I auditioned for several of the roles I actually auditioned for um the lead for Bernadette first time I knew I was going to get that like I said I'm not the ingenue <laughs> it's an interesting um, but one. you know I'll, I'll, I'll audition that it was fun <laughs> I saw some Native American uh viewers complaining about its authenticity online and then mm-hmm. it seemed like a lot of people were clarified like okay it might be based on you know a whitewashed version but the entire writer's room is indigenous they want to make it yeah, as no, legit as they can <laughs> definitely yeah the the source material may have been you know written by a white man but yeah definitely they have worked their asses off to make this as you know as legitimate and, and to really just uplift the piece and legitimize it because it, it is a really well-known series in yeah. in the reservations you know like because you know at the time there's really not any stories of uh that feature indigenous characters exactly. you know uh, so so just the fact even if, even though it was written 
um, not by an indigenous uh, writer, just the fact that there are indigenous characters in this book very strongly, you know, um, it, it, throughout the series, um, th that it's very well known in, in all over Indian country, as they call it. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of them know the piece. And, you know, they, some people have, you know, good and bad thoughts on it. But I think even the people that uh, originally were kind of uh, not on board when once they saw the series, they saw, you know, the work that that the writers and the producers all put into it to make sure that it, it was authentic and and legitimize the whole piece. It's serious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a few jokes going in back and forth on how uh, uh, every other actor on this is also on reservation dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there are quite, I mean, it's a small uh, market. It really, it's a small, uh, the, the indigenous... The indigenous community, acting community, is is not that big right now. Uh, we're we're a small but mighty group, and um, I think that that's one thing that that has really you know secured success for me as well because um, I'm joining because when you when you really you know bullseye your brand and you say this is the you know this is the problem I solve in the casting room then then you start realizing how small that niche is, how narrow that niche is. You know, a lot of the, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the issues that actors have also, or that a lot of things that they're told or they, they think they're supposed to do is solve everybody's problem. Oh, I can play anyone. Oh, you want me to be a cop? I can be a cop. You want me to be a nurse? I can be a nurse. No, that's not what you need to do, especially if you're just starting out. What you need to do is, realize, is just pinpoint exactly the problem you solve and solve mm -hmm. that problem and just go at that bullseye because if you're just shooting blindly you know you're just gonna get wall you know you want to make sure that you get that bullseye because that's what's gonna reel in the you know the work for you so um once i realized what my bullseye was and i was able to to find that smaller much smaller room that's going to give me a lot more opportunity and and definitely right now there's a lot of work for native actors and mm -hmm. not a lot of native actors that have um you know a, a lot under their belt you know other than you know people like zahn mcclarnan who have been in this business for you know over 30 yeah. years I believe. he's like from new york uh, quite right? a long time yeah um <laughs> so so you know hats off to the the actors that have been doing all the indian roles you know all the like stereotype roles all these years now mm -hmm. they're getting to produce things like zahn it only took the sixth um, stage of their career <laughs> yeah so the now they're getting Tantu, to produce Cardinal, things and definitely yeah they've, they've had to do those. all those <laughs> ridiculous roles and then now they're they're getting to produce their their own roles and make sure that the actors that they they cast are authentically indigenous not only authentically indigenous but also you know the characters are authentic and and you know more you know showing more real life indig indigeneity rather than you know the hollywood indigeneity that we've mm -hmm. all you know come to see on tv you know we we're, we laugh like like reservation dogs no we laugh we cry yeah. we do everything you know we're just people like everybody else um we're not you know the stoic indian the way we the way we're, we're very usually you know portrayed or, you know, the sexy Pocahontas or any of that, yeah. you know, we oh want to show well-rounded, you know, people. Uh. Um, so, so it's very, it's a very exciting time right now, I think. Um, 
and you know I've, I, I've been blessed to be able to work alongside uh, Zahn and, and, and all these actors and uh, to have been picked by, by them um, and, and be seen uh, and be able to represent, you know. A thousand percent. Amazing. Uh, uh, more importantly, um, to compliment that, um, now that you're growing, you know, you've grown as an actress, you, you know, you're getting bigger and bigger material now. Uh, it also helps that you're, you know, working with someone who previously adapted Hillerman, you know, Chris Iyer and yeah. uh you know i watched a lot of pbs growing up so i, yeah. I had fun telling everyone this is how this version of jim chi and company yeah. were here's how this mm -hmm. version is he's more heroic this time around mm -hmm. leap horns uh taking rank um do you have any other just kind of actors who you kind of felt like you guys kind of really enhanced each other in a way yeah, you know, I, I I became really good friends with um, one of the actors on Dark Winds, uh, Riffin Phoenix. No, uh, Riffin oh. Phoenix. She plays Wanda. She's the one that I put a, a spell on. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Um, so so um, I, I'm really good friends with her. We we just had a laugh. We were just laughing. I think we got in trouble quite a few times for making too much noise because <laughs> they're like trying to do this very serious scene <laughs> and we're like over there laughing in the corner. Um, but what about yeah, we, Elva we had a lot of fun. Guerra? Um, Elva, Elva's great. Yeah, she's she plays my daughter. Um, mm -hmm. She's on Reservation Dogs too. I actually didn't right. recognize her when I first saw her because she had black hair. Um, and and you know she was saying oh yeah my hair was blonde because of the previous role i i was playing and i was like mm -hmm. oh yeah what were you in and she was like reservation dogs and i was like that's Wait. you <laughs> <laughs> i was like because i was obsessed i mean i've been when i tell you i was obsessed with reservation dogs i had already seen it like twice over oh really and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my both god kind of a slow burn like, kind of <laughs> they're both on you know yeah. cable tv which will take you know the yeah, slow yeah build up ratings well, you know slow build up for sure yeah so i was really excited to to be able to work with her but i didn't i only got that one scene with her um in the beginning of of that first episode but um but yeah she was great she's a sweet sweet um oh, excuse me i am so sorry elva they they were they were a very great person too to oh, good with, for sure <clears throat> what was it like filming your fight scene with jessica madden Oh yeah! Oh my Place God! The that deputy was... <laughs> That was an exciting time. Um, so they they. Um... My mother and I were on the edge of our seat. We're like, this this is not, <laughs> you know, this is not formulaic TV. So this, this is not going to end well. I'm afraid someone's going to get impaled with a candle or something. Yeah, who knows something. what could have happened, right? <laughs> no, um, yeah, we got to rehearse a bit of that like the night before we had to film it, and then we we filmed it. And I did have a um a stunt double which you can see my stunt there uh, for some reason they show my stunt double if you look at it very quickly there's a scene where they show her face and I'm like why did they even have her in this why didn't they have me it was like she's just standing there um it's when she passes by Too and she's just in the background yeah I don't know what what was going on there but um but for the most part I did a lot of my own stunts like I was I did the where she kicks me and I fall back and we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're grappling in the hallway all of that was me so um so it was very awesome to be able to to do a lot of that on my own uh you know shout out to 
to the stage combat classes at U of H that I took oh, uh, quite yeah, a few years great, ago. I won't they? say right? how many, <laughs> but yeah, I did. I took it in college. It is, along yeah. with improv, I recommend everyone do it because there's just so many yeah. who just... You never know if, when they might be if, useful. <laughs> right, but it also frees up your fears. It kind of just yeah. alleviates a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to book a flight. I'm not going to think twice about it. Boom, I'm going to do I, this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to... It, yeah yeah it, gives, it, it does definitely the sense of having to ask for permission kind of has to it goes away yeah <laughs> yeah you, you grow up you grow up quite a lot in stage combat class totally you, you're uh, willing to literally just fall backwards without yeah. <laughs> even looking twice behind <laughs> yeah uh so um uh, um uh, any description of just kind of the New Mexico uh, filming locations? Like a lot of them, it seemed like were also previously used for material like the the Breaking Bad saga, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened to my camera, but um... oh, it's all good. It's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, so so um, it's beautiful in in New Mexico. I mean, I was there. I think last year, September <laughs> through um, October. I think my last shot was sometime I want to say late October maybe November um so I was there right before snow really started hitting so like I as I was leaving I could see the the mountains capped with snow and I was like oh I'm gonna miss the snow so I didn't get to see the snow (laughs) there but but while I was there you know during the during the fall uh months it was just gorgeous you know this Texas girl (laughs) has no idea about fall weather about like true fall weather yeah, you know, the, the leaves get turning golden and all that stuff I was like I was like freaking out I was like with Riffin like look at the trees yellow and gold <laughs> and she's like okay she's <laughs> you need to calm down <laughs> you damn Texans you don't know what you're yeah, talking about <laughs> girl um yeah so she was just laughing but <laughs> but I was very excited so like recording it and doing all kinds of stuff um but uh, nice. but yeah I would get really cold at night so they would get they would um there's this one scene where I pop out at Jessica Madden in the mm-hmm. middle of the night um and yeah the, <laughs> get we, into character <laughs> we would have you know warming jackets at these they always have these really giant warming jackets for the actors and oh That's i love good. those jackets so they're 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 very cozy <laughs> and they it had a little uh van for us and get us hot chocolate or hot tea or whatever we wanted so <laughs> to keep Sweet. us warm and they have these like um what are those things that you can break and uh and it mm-hmm the warming pads or whatever that you can like break them and then they come warm so so those are cool uh so yeah they they take care of you you know <laughs> but oh, it, it does get pretty cold at night but it was um it was a definitely beautiful beautiful scenery i mean the the just the mountains or the the um all the you know landscape was gorgeous and then they told me when i got there um one of the drivers was saying oh yeah they've been filming a lot of stuff here there i heard that they're filming spongebob here <laughs> i was like what, what? they're like yeah because the topography looks like underwater <laughs> and when i looked at it okay. i was like oh, yeah it does kind of when you when you look at all the bushes and all the like 
all the dried up, you know, sage bushes and things. So it does kind of look like underwater, <laughs> but above water, you know, like because everything's so brown. Humor. <laughs> if you look at the, if you look at it with that kind of eye, you'll see. You'll see. You know, it's like it does kind of look like underwater now that I look at it properly. <laughs> anyway, did you have to actually uh, study any kind of like? Uh, uh, potential like uh navajo folklore or had you already kind of heard about it growing up eh, yeah i i had looked up you know specifically navajo <clears throat> um they're very protect the navajo are very protective of their uh folklore um so and that's one of the reasons why some people kind of don't like tony hillerman because he's like out there telling their stuff <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah they're very protective of their folklore and one of the things yeah they're very um very superstitious so even on set when i when i went in to talk to chris um Iyer, the director he i was like okay so i just want to like be clear am i is my character really you know the w word or because we are not allowed to say that word on set like almost it was, like it was gonna bring Macbeth's name back. yeah exactly <laughs> like can't say the m word on on a stage for sure um the scottish play you can the uh you you can't say the scottish play on, on don't on do it don't open the stage that. <laughs> you can't say the w word on set you know so um so i had to be very careful with my words <laughs> uh when talking to chris because he's not can we have the talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and even like i said when i was filming that one scene with um um with Je jessica in the middle of the night <laughs> i right. um i there's this that scene i'd jump out and i would pop back in and a lot of you know one of the great things about dark winds is that they really not only cast uh indigenous people on mm -hmm. camera but they they also um had a lot of indigenous and navajo um you know pas and just people that work behind the camera um yeah. so one of one of the pas which who was the one that was in the bush with me <laughs> to make sure i popped out when i was supposed to or, or whatever or if i needed <laughs> yeah. anything um she's navajo so whenever i would i would pop out and i would come back she'd be like rubbing like corn pollen on herself you know like the way jessica does in the mm -hmm. show she'd like be doing that um and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, my grandma gave me this corn pollen. And she told me that I had to rub it on myself. <laughs> so, yeah, they're very, yeah, they're very um, um, superstitious when it comes to these things. And they have a lot of, you know, very specific folklore and, and very specific ceremonial practices. And um, so I definitely did do some research on all that. And, uh, you know, talked to Chris about, about, um what exactly you know i was was i really was i pretending you know all that kind of things and um to to get kind of more of a sense of of who um ada was but a lot of it was just you know up to me i just had to sort of put my own backstory in it and um if you if you notice and a lot of people i don't think notice um there's a scene <laughs> in episode i believe it's episode two um where yeah because that's the episode i'm not in I'm technically not in, but I am in. Um, Zan is in my house, you know, um, and mm -hmm. he's looking around and he has his uh, uh, little flashlight or whatever. And he's uh, he flashes through and you see a picture of me on the wall. And if you notice, the picture is a really old 
my mother caught really it. old picture. <laughs> yeah, like she's bad, much... she's bad at detective shows. I'm often having to restate. No, see, so and so is looking for the clue because of this and that, and she she totally got it. She's like, oh no, the witch. She's over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no. If you see the the photos, much older than it should be. If you know what I mean. Oh. And well, I look the same yeah. as I do in the show and the, the show is set in the 1970s and the the photo gotcha uh, is set much older i mean <laughs> i mean we're in traditional clothes so a lot of people i think chalk it up for to you know <laughs> i'm just in traditional clothes but the You're playing the around with some way kind of the, magic there. <laughs> yeah the way the photo is supposed to be portrayed is that it's like from the 1870s or something to that effect and i look the same <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe so you have yeah. a doppelganger maybe there's yeah you it's my great great grandmother yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. you have a daughter who uh artemis who's acted in some of your shorts uh i guess yeah. any chance the producers can repay you and have you <laughs> Have your next to kin also on the show next season? You know, I hope so. I've been trying to, I've been trying to like, you know, kind of. Come on, guys, this is one. Put thing. that in there. Put that in there. <laughs> no, I have a daughter. She's ten years old now. <laughs> she looks almost just like There's me. There's plenty of kid roles. Yeah, she can be. <laughs> she uh, can play a young Ada if you ever want to do a. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, you know, she backstory could be, episode. <laughs> uh, Jessica's uh, character Bernadette, or even yeah, Zahn's yeah. character oh, yeah, Joe, could, young, could have a kid. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, creative license. I mean, <laughs> I, I think we're slowly. I'll, I'll let you weigh in on this. Do you think we're also uh, slowly getting better at casting kid roles? Because like it seemed like for a while, just like there just wasn't too many who could just like cast a proper actor. Like adults yeah. <laughs> didn't want to mess with them they found them annoying and kids didn't have any pointers or guidance it seemed like yeah, you know, definitely kids improv. are getting much better <laughs> at acting somehow <laughs> yeah they're they're um yeah i feel like a lot of the shows that have kid actors have have been killing it like stranger things and, and you know reservation dogs of course they're much a little older but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i'm getting over a kind of a cough so oh dear please be patient with me but um let me drink some water that might help but yeah i mean i think the actors definitely young actors have have been really pulling through let's hope you know <laughs> it's long overdue um yep. uh, anything else that you're currently working on that you really you know you gotta promote you gotta remind everyone hey it's a thing <laughs> Well, um, I did ask permission to see if I could um, reveal something uh, in, on today's podcast, but unfortunately, okay. I did not get that permission. <laughs> I know, um, but there will be something that's coming up um, very, very, very soon um, that you'll be able to see me on. A very highly anticipated show, another recurring role. So um, it, it'll be, you know, you'll, you'll have to be like i mean i i i'm featured very prominently but i don't know if you'll recognize me <laughs> let's just say that uh yeah i i'll, I'll surprise you you know I, <laughs> I look for this kind of thing you know there's plenty of times where i'm <clears throat> even making note while watching a movie or show and everyone's like are you, are you joking around on instagram i'm like no i'm legit i want to look up some cold trivia in between the slower moments of a movie <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll be i i did have to do some makeup and and hair for this this uh project but uh you know the funny thing with dark winds is um while i was filming this other project 
up north there were um i had uh, i was hiking <laughs> and oh, wow. i ran into some uh, some some other hikers and i was talking to them and and it, it came out that i you know i was in dark winds and i was like oh yeah i was in dark winds they're like really what were you and i was like oh i was a witch and they're like really oh my god like they totally didn't recognize me as a witch and they're like oh wow um they did a hell of a job I'm like yeah makeup. i've seen it yeah exactly i think it was <laughs> well, the hair braiding because i did see your appearance on yellowstone prior and i was like wait <laughs> yeah oh, so then the, that the gentleman was like, with that one gal yeah okay yeah what did they do with your whatever they did with your makeup but you look so scary i was like okay here's the thing <laughs> i had no makeup on um they literally would i would go into the makeup trailer and they would put sunblock on me and they'd be like you're on your way <laughs> that's all i got is sunblock right <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So I don't know I don't know what what to say about that. I either um just look like a witch or <laughs> you know I just had no you makeup. You just on. did your job as an actress. <laughs> you enveloped the part, you know. It just Yeah, I would actually I braided my own hair cuz um they they the first day they um they um curled my hair and it took a very long time and it just was like a crimp kind of look and I was like, you know, I could just braid excuse me. I don't want to try that again. Pick two. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, I could just um, braid my hair and then it'll have this, when I take the braids out, it'll have the same crimped look. And so, so I did that. That was much easier, a much easier day than having to crimp it. Nice. Um, which took like 30 minutes or something. And it took a ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> I was like, this takes too long. Have you ever thought of getting into hair and makeup as also kind of a side gig in the film or? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I saw you had a lot of arts and crafts on your resume. And... Yeah, I used to do makeup. Um, I did uh, uh, opera makeup or opera. Um, I worked out at the HGO, Houston Grand Opera, and I did oh, hair sweet. and makeup. And um, I, I, I actually used to, uh, one of the I think the most prominent story I have from working at HGO is um, we did uh, Aida one year and the wigs for Aida, I mean, wigs for lack of a better term, um, <laughs> were made of upholstery rope, <laughs> like <laughs> thick rope on okay. chicken wire. <laughs> and uh, we really had to attach to those on people's <laughs> heads. Yeah, uh, rope, uh, you know, upholstery rope and chicken wire. And we had to put that on, on, on these ladies' heads. And, oh, that did not go well. <laughs> Let me tell oh, you. Um, yeah, some of them, we had to take some of them off and, like, re, um, like, redo the whole look for some of them because uh, some of them, they, they couldn't handle it. It was so heavy on their heads. And they, like, literally was one lady, like, went off stage and just threw up because it gave her such a headache. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I could do the whole, the wefting of the wigs and things like I have, um, yeah, um, experience and, and uh, I've been able to do all that kind of stuff. So it's really fun when I go into the makeup and, and hair uh, trailers, because I'm like, oh yeah, I've done this. <laughs> so, I, um, so I have a lot of fun with them because we know we talk the same. <laughs> we have the same, uh, you know, background. That's great. Um any live theater that uh, plays that you'd like to promote or other shorts that you're developing? 
Oh yeah. Um, like I said, I my uh, book of Magdalene just won um, at the Theater Live Online Festival, and so Sweet. hopefully we'll see if that's going to be on Roku in December. <laughs> uh, we're waiting to see if um, if all the powers that be say yes. Um, if so, that might be available for the public for free to be able to be seen. Uh, unfortunately, uh, when we did it here, we did it during the pandemic, Oof, uh, and yeah. we. We know uh, purposely we did it during the pandemic because there wasn't any theater. We um, filmed it because uh, I am a filmmaker and a, and someone that has a background in theater. I was, you know, uniquely <laughs> uh, qualified to do this uh, production. So I was able to direct it as well as my company was able to film it and, and get it produced. And so we it was supposed to be one of those things that was available online for mm. people to watch, you know during the pandemic and be like oh if you miss the theater you know here's something you can watch um but unfortunately it it um it premiered the week before the big snowstorm that hit texas <laughs> that blew oh, out yeah, all of texas the ice storm um so the bad. big ice storm in in what was that 2021 or was it 2020 like that. yeah <laughs> um i know it's all and blur. uh yeah it it's was all like blur, 2020 <laughs> whatever right um yes the 2020s <laughs> the 2020s, in one word you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really unfortunate because we had just gotten a uh, a great review in the new york times and the wall street journal and nobody in houston got it because the we we didn't get that um newspaper at all you know how usually you could mm-hmm. go to a book barnes and noble or whatever and pick up the uh, uh, wall street journal and the new york times well they didn't get a delivery of it because <laughs> those snores snowstorm stopped any kind of anything coming in so so it was really unfortunate unfortunate but um you know uh, it was unfortunate for all of texas because you know a lot of yeah. us were suffering and you know we had no i had no power no uh, we lucked water out at this podcast my... this is when we were just getting into it but we were almost for a minute like well yeah like what, what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah but now yeah then then people were like bored you know what are you gonna do uh, gonna they do? turn to art you turn to art when you, you gotta when feed the creative beast inside of you <laughs> when you're uh, any final uh food for thought you'd like to leave others with um yeah so if you're out there and you're an actor and you're trying to figure out you know should I do this? Should I not? I mean, really, it's got to be something that you cannot live without. It is not a, it's not for the faint of heart. I want to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, um, so it's got to be something that just there's, if there's something else you can do, <laughs> definitely do that. But, um, but if this is all, you know, and all you can ever see yourself doing, just make sure to, to, really figure out what your bullseye is. I highly recommend um, listening to Bonnie Gillespie. Um, she has a, she has a uh, book called The um, Self-Management for the Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really a life-changing book. Um, and she has, you know, a website. She has Facebook. You hear that, guys? Uh, Instead of taking an acting class by a husband, <laughs> the Bonnie Gillespie book. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, on top, I mean, you still have to do acting classes, don't get me wrong, but, but, <laughs> um, but just self-management for the actor kind of gives you um, kind of the know-how on like of, of the business of, of acting and, and how to manage your own career um, and 
so yeah, I highly recommend that book. Um, follow her on all the social medias. <laughs> she has all of them. Uh, Bonnie Gillespie, she's fantastic. Um, she she and she has you know ways that you can you know you can get information from her like or workshops from her or you could just read all the stuff she already has for free so um any which way you want to learn whether you need one-on-one -on -one information or just you know i'll just read all the things that i can get my hands on she's got you covered so <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend that that's very empowering that's great <laughs> and also you know check me out on ameliarico.com <laughs> rico she's a big thing <laughs> In fact, I'll even quote Starship Troopers. Rico, you know what to do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Blast having you on here. Totally... We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a